I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, but full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it is your boy Pride. I do got a guest. He will be popping off momentarily. First and foremost, uh, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Safety, I hope, was first. If anybody was drunk or anything like that, we I hope you got stayed home. You know, we don't want anyone making any decisions that would ruin their lives, anyone else's lives in a negative way so with that out the way let's get this first topic on the road to trade or not to trade nba team is starting to get a better picture of what they got what is missing all that stuff so the million dollar question is what trades should be made now depending on the team and what they're missing i think that kind of is the first problem now one team i want to say the Clippers. Now the Clippers do need another. They do need somebody else, right? They need a a third star, so to speak. They need to be able to have somebody else that, when they trade for them now, is able to make sure that they could fit perfectly when Kawhi Leonard gets healthy. That's the problem. Whether or not they can do it, really depends on the right person. One person I'm thinking they should trade for, Miles Turner. Now, see, a lot of people have this misconception on Miles Turner that he's horrible, et cetera, et cetera. But he's not. He's not. I like Miles Turner because if you put him in there, if you put him in there, um, he's the big man that they need. He's he's really not ball dominant in the way that a lot of other guys are. They need help in terms of the center position. So that, that would be an upgrade. And, 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 with his play style, you could make an argument that him and Paul George will fight, work together and fight. And so will the addition of Kawhi Leonard, because if you think about it, the thing about big threes, each of them needs to be able to do something different. They, that, that's kind of one of the biggest things, right? For instance, if you have a guard, a forward, a versatile forward, and, a, and then just like, you know, a big man, that is kind of what you want. You don't want two guys who are ball dominant. You don't want two guys that always live in the paint. You don't want two guys that, in order to make an impact, need the ball. That, you don't need that. You got Kawhi Leonard, who, when it's time to get a bucket, he'll get the bucket. You have Paul George who can sort of kind of run an offense, not you know, not too crazy, you know, on top of that, they got they got Tyler Blue telling them what to do. And then you got the big man in Miles Turner. Me personally, I would like that. Again, I genuinely believe it makes sense in some aspect. Um, another person who should be traded, um, I would say Colin Sexton. I think Colin Sexton is in this thing. Obviously, the Cleveland Cavaliers want to trade him. They like Darius Garland more. And they believe, you know, that's the guy we want to go with. They're kind of resetting the time. They're, they're, their whole little 
timetable that they have. Thing with Colin Sexton, he needs to go to a place because look, even though he's a guard, he's a he's a point guard. He's not a point guard. He's a shooting guard. And my guest has arrived. It's that man, Coach Dante. How you doing, my guy? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me on the show again, man. Shout out to you for coming on, coming on the uh, channel on my channel. Uh, being that referee, being that it's force a man. Let me know anytime you want to link up with somebody, you want to come on, talk, talk sport, basketball, or yeah. anything. Just hit me, hit me up, 100, man. 110%. I am here. I am available. So whenever you want me to go, I will be there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was just talking about Colin Sexton. Um, okay. Basically, the NBA teams. They should start trying to do trades, all that good stuff. The first name I had mentioned, I'll go back to this Colin Sexton thing in a minute, but the first name I mentioned was Miles Turner. And okay. I believe a team that should trade for him should be the Clippers. Because I feel like when you have a big three, it's important for each guy to be able to do something different. So you can't have two guys who are ball dominant being a big three because it just won't work out. You know what yep. I mean? That's yep. why I feel like if you add a guy like Miles Turner, not only will it bring Vucevic onto the bench, or not Vucevic, um, um, oh Zubac, 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 yes, thank you, Zubac. Instead yeah. of having Zubac, you can bring Zubac off the bench, which he still will come off the bench. He's very, he's just, he'll still be a great guy. And you have a big three and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Miles Turner, which I think would be relatively solid. Am I bugging on that? Nah, nah, you nah, you're not bugging on that at all, man. I think Miles Turner is a solid guy, man. I think he's a solid player. Uh, the guy can, uh, like I say, he can block shots. He can uh, block shots. He can also shoot from the outside. Uh, he's a good. He's a very good player, and he'll be a valuable piece to um, any uh, championship contender or playoff team. He's been in trade rumors uh, like a couple of years so far. He was in the trade rumors with Boston earlier this year. Um, so, again, I think Miles Turner will be a decent pickup. Decent pickup for, for the Clippers. And, again, a space, give you that floor spacing. Also can play the five as well. And, nice. hey, man, yeah, this guy is a, is a ball player if he's used the right way. So, you can't go nice. wrong with Miles Turner. Yeah, and, I, and like I said, putting Miles Turner in, frankly, a place where, A, he would be the best big man on that team. And, B, like you said, he could shoot. He could space the floor. To the point where he has the ball at the three-point line, you have to respect him. And with him having the ball out there, he's also smart with it. So if you yep. see somebody cut, he'll he'll throw the ball to them. So I definitely do like that. The next um the name I was actually saying before you had hopped on, Colin Sexton. Okay. Now, obviously, his name has been kind of circulating with rumors for a while because Cleveland was like, look, we don't want him anymore. Um yeah. you know, you know, we don't. We don't want him, and real it's, it's going. It's going to be alone. It's going to be how, however long coach want to be here. Yeah, it doesn't matter, man. I, I, I mean, I can, I can talk all day. It don't even got. Bro, this is his show. Yeah, this is his show, and I'm just living in it. <laughs> I don't but I will say, I do like the the idea of having Colin Sexton go to a place where he can just be a bucket. He doesn't have to worry about any other responsibilities outside of that. He, he listen. He's very tenacious on defense. Yeah. So let him go to a place like Brooklyn, where they just need that third guy to just the offense is getting clogged. We need a bucket. Mm -hmm. Boom. Context. You know what I mean? Um, a place kind of the same way. Maybe even with LA, if you can get involved with Russell Westbrook or something like that. Because I I like Colin Sexton, 
And I genuinely believe he'll be able to fill a role kind of like what Devin Booker does for the Sun. When these guys, you know, they can't really, you know, they, they the, the whole thing is they're stagnant. The offense is stagnant. They need a guy just to go out and get the bucket. Boom. Enter Colin Sexton, who's like, hey, yo, y'all need a bucket? Huh, that's my job. Yeah. And then he does his thing. You know what I mean, coach? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh Colin Sexton is a uh is a great player. I mean, averaged 24 points per game last year. His three-point percentage went up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh the guy's a walking bucket. And what I love about him coming out of college, coming out of Alabama, they went to the second round and lost, got blown out by Villanova. But this yep. guy's a competitor. This guy uh plays defense, he has passion in his game, yes. and he's not afraid to go to the basket, uh, draw contact. And he's a small guard, but his size, his size was get you. He's not afraid to go to the basket and attack the basket, and he's not afraid of contact. He's not afraid of the big moment. Go ask uh Brooklyn that last year. Yes. How great he how great he played those last back to back two games uh against Brooklyn. So um I don't know what it was in Cleveland. Uh, I think th- this is what it was when I read reports that the teammates didn't like playing with him. They didn't like his playing style. So, so basically, yeah, that was, that that was, was it. one of the problems. And by yeah. the way, Rio, we're going to talk about this. So, Coach, don't yeah. tell me nothing. We're going to talk about this. And same thing, um, Gridian will touch on yeah. this as well. But the problem was that he just wanted to score, 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 score. So as yeah. a lot of his teammates felt Now he has worked on it. The reason they want to trade him now was because, if I'm not mistaken, Colin, Colin, Colin Sexton's contract is coming up. Yeah. They don't, they're not in a position where they feel like we need to keep him. Yeah. Because they're like, we'll pay him and we'll probably still be a bottom team. Yeah. Now they have that young guy, Darius Garland, who they kind of see a younger version, which is kind of wild because Colin Sexton is still young, but they're pushing it as a younger Colin Sexton. Yeah. So they, they don't think both of them can work well together, which is why they're going to trade the older guy. Makes sense. I get it. Um, but um, in terms of like any other names, what other players can you see getting traded to help, let's say, a, a playoff caliber team like Dallas or something like that? Okay, uh, I'm gonna give you one, I'm gonna give you a couple, a couple guys, mm-hmm. and they play on the Houston Rockets. Uh, Eric Gordon will be a good fit for any type of playoff team coming off the yeah. bench. Rappy, if you got a hurt player, you can also start them. Uh, right now, we're in a position where we're rebuilding. Uh, we're one. We we all bet our youngest players right now. We're rebuilding the franchise through Eric Gordon. I mean, not through Eric Gordon, but through uh, Jalen Green and Mike Kevin Porter Jr. Those yeah. those are the franchise guys that we're building this team around. So there's no need to keep Eric Gordon on his team, even though he has played some good basketball. He has been professional, and I say I applaud anybody that's not being a cancer, that's being professional, that's want to go out there and play until something happened. Uh, something happened. John Wall's been professional, but the Rockets them already came to an agreement. Don't he don't want to don't want to play him. Don't want to play him. They came to an agreement with each other. But I think Eric Gordon will be a solid person for any type of playoff team. If Boston in the playoffs, you can put Eric Gordon on the bench. You can put Eric Gordon on the nice. bench. If someone get hurt in that starting lineup, you can he can get in that lineup. He can go to the rim. He can shoot the ball from deep. He's not a playmaker. He's a scorer. So that's what you need down the stretch. You need someone that can make plays and put the ball in the basket. And Eric Gordon is a big steal. He's like a football player. His body is built like a football player. He plays defense. He can get to the basket at will, relentlessly. As a 6'3", remember, he was Mr. Basketball in Indiana. 
And he was he had 20 point seasons when he was in New Orleans when he got hurt. So Eric Gordon will be another great piece that any playoff team that needs all day. If you want to uh if you're making on a verge of making the playoffs and you need that one little piece, Eric Gordon is a guy that can fit that that can fit that mode. And he's also a veteran, so he knows how to win. He's a professional in that locker room. So mm-hmm. with Boston, if they're in a playoff hunt or something like that, or any playoff team. Eric Gordon is a great person to have in your locker room. And when you need some scoring, that guy can uh, provide for you. And John Wall, that's obvious. Um, that's obvious. He probably can't shoot as much, but he still can get to the basket. He still can get to the basket at a high rate. Uh, and you play defense. You already, Everybody know John Wall can play some good-ass good defense. Uh, he's physical. And he will he will he will he want to go to a playoff team. So it's obviously he's gonna go to and help out somebody's team. And don't be surprised if the Rockets trade Christian Wood because he doesn't want to be a part of this rebuild anymore. Right. And this guy is a walking bucket too, as man. This man has long arms. The only thing about it, he just has a slight frame. He just he just small inside, but he can also right. get you out of the paint, shoot the three. He's not a great free throw, he's not a great free throw shooter, but he can get to the basket, and he's very long, man. He's very athletic. So, uh, them three guys, don't be surprised. I know Eric Gordon and John Wall is going to get traded sometime, but don't be surprised if he's on that market. And Buddy Hill is going to be on that market as well. They already tried to trade him. He's supposed to be in the deal with the Lakers, and LeBron yeah. James said no. Said no. He went to the Russell Westbrook. So, Buddy Hill, I think he's on He's on there as well. Uh, you, if, if it don't work out against Dallas, you can see Porzingis on now. I think everything is cooled down. I haven't heard nothing. In Dallas, I think I think it's okay now. But uh, yeah. again, those are the four guys. Uh, those are the four guys. Buddy Hill could be there in that situation too. Yep, and and I do like what you said about uh, Eric Gordon because the thing is his versatility. What I mean yeah. by that is he can come off the bench and be a yep. spark plug. Oh, someone's injured, you can put him in the starting lineup and mm-hmm. he's got good playoff experience to the point where he can look. I understand that you know the um, the Rockets have been bad, yeah. But you see him trying to talk to the young guys. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, he's professional. And, he's out there playing, and, yeah. and he'd be like, "Hey, look, yo, yo, look. You see what you did there? Yep. I get why you did it, but here's a better thing. Instead of doing that, you should have done this. And you yep. actually see him trying to teach guys, yep. which is something, especially when you're a guy of his stature. For instance, mm-hmm. that's why Giannis Haslam stayed in the league for as long as he did. Yep. When his play deteriorated, guess what? They played for his leadership and his presence on the bench. Yep. So I, I definitely do like that. The only problem with John Wall is that contract. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's the only problem. That's yeah. the only problem. And like you said, uh, Eric Gordon is a good leader. Like, I mean, yes. he can come in and help the young guys out. That's in the playoff hunt. Like, he'll, help, he'll be a good uh, mentor to a guy like uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. Pritchard, all of those guys, yes. it mean a lot to him because he has been there and he he's no he knows how to step up in big situations and that's yep. what you get in that locker room a professional, a leader, and someone that can when your when your offense is stalling when you need a bucket he can definitely put points on the board when you definitely need when you definitely need something and then also he's very physical on defense he's very physical yes. on defense and he's six three and he can pull it from deep too he can shoot the hell out that rock and get to the ball. Get to the basket relentlessly, but he's just not a great. He's just not a great play playmaker because I mean you're not going to be a great playmaker if you're a scorer. When you're a great scorer, you're not used to giving up the ball. But you, when you need a bucket, Eric Gordon definitely can help come in and help help out a playoff team. 
Yeah, most definitely. So we're going to move on to the NFL. Before we do the, the, the topic that I had, there are two okay. questions that I saw that actually kind of made me think a little bit. The first one is from Rio. Can the Packers beat the Rams with Rod, with Aaron Rodgers' foot injury? Now, I'm going to have the first crack at this one. Ooh, man, it's going to be tough because the Rams off a two-game losing streak. I think they're off a two-game losing streak. That, that's going to be tough. And you got Aaron Donald and Von Miller coming at Aaron Rodgers if he's not looking so good. I, I mean, I'm going to pick the Rams to win this game. I mean, they need this game more than the Packers uh, need this game. They need this game more than any anybody because they're in the wild card spot. They're not winning, even winning the division. And you yep. got some guy, teams that are getting hot in that wild card spot that has a chance to catch them. So this is a lot of pressure on Matthew Stafford in this offense and this defense to get it done, get it done. So if you look at it, outside of Jalen Ramsey, uh, the reason why his stats down, if you don't throw, if you he not getting no throws, he not getting no opportunities. Now I don't blame him. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. So that's the reason why his numbers are down. When, when you yeah. have people fearing you, when you have people fearing you to throw your way, your number's going to be down because he can't get out there and guard everybody. He can't guard. He can't guard the tight end. He can't guard the other guys. Uh, he can't guard the other guys' receiver. He's literally on that number one receiver. He's literally on that number one receiver every yeah. single time. So, again, of course you're going to avoid uh, going this way. And, of course, his numbers are going to be down. So that, that means every everybody else got to step up. Everybody else got to uh, step up. Uh, to keep that from uh keep that from happening, so uh, like I say again, uh, I think I got the uh Rams win winning this game. So I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna lose this week. I, I think the Rams are gonna get him, but it wouldn't shock me if the uh, Green Bay Packers just find a way, find a way to do it because I mean he's Aaron Rodgers. They got Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. They always find a way. Um, then you got a pretty competitive defense who shut out Seattle. Who, what I don't think Seattle is really good any anyway. They're not really good. Uh, anymore anyway i think russell wilson i think that his time is near they may want to move on from uh yeah. offensive line ain't ain't as good they don't have a running game uh so hey dk metcalf was frustrated so again i, I got the uh packers winning i got the uh rams winning this game yeah uh same i got the rams winning um i just think right now the rams kind of need to start clicking on all cylinders that by if i'm mistaken they just had a bye week um, yep. It kind of is going to give them some opportunity to, uh, yeah, to breathe, relax, decompress. I think now they're understanding. Look, we're not going to win the division. It is what it yep. is. Let's focus on that wild card spot. Yeah. And I think that's going to help them a little bit. And on top of that, obviously with the foot injury of Aaron Rodgers. By the way, I just want to throw it out there. If any other quarterback said, "Look at my injury," we're slaughtering them. But the fact yep. that it's Aaron Rodgers, people are saying, "Oh, poor Aaron." So, but I will say with that. I think he's gonna get the. I think this is the game the Rams need to win. Yeah, and I do think so. Um, another question: um, Do you see the 49ers making the playoffs? Um, let me read you their schedule because. Okay. So they play on Sunday. They play the Vikings. Ah, I'm gonna get. Uh, yeah, that's a home game. That, they go to that's Seattle. a home game for Minnesota. No, no, for the Niners. It's a home okay, game for okay. the Niners. It's okay. a home game for the Niners. Then they go to Seattle to play the Seahawks. I think they'll then they, be then they go to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Ooh. At home against the Falcons. Away at Tennessee to play the Titans. Then they're at home for the Texans. And then the last game of the season, they're at LA to play the Rams. Oh, that's that is tough. Right? Oh, that is real tough because you gotta play the Rams because they in a wild card spot. So they're gonna man. You're gonna be Houston. You're gonna be my squad. You're gonna be yeah. 
You're gonna beat I the Falcons. You're gonna beat yeah, the Falcons. I, I, I don't. Yeah. The games that are like I got penciled that they're winning is the Texans. Yep. And the and the, the Falcons. The Falcons. I think the Seahawks is a maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Vikings is also a maybe. Um, maybe. I, it's no guarantee because they at home they'll beat them either. So again, right, you're man. looking at you can also look at three losses on that schedule because again, uh, the Rams they're in a wild card situation. So yep. and then you got other teams that are getting hot. So they're gonna play their starters. You're looking at right now. You're playing their actual team. You're playing their actual team. So again, you don't play the Cardinals no more. So that's good. But you still play the Seahawks, who can be good at home when they're right. Who can be dangerous at home. And it's a division yeah. robbery, so uh, that's pretty tough. I think that yeah. they can make it happen. They can get hot, but I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, I, if I had to guess, I would have to pencil. I would have to pencil them out on that schedule. I'm not, I don't think they would I'm do enough. To, right, I'm gonna pencil them out, but but but, but I will say this: um, I do think that the fact. That they the reason I'm saying that's because they also need other teams to lose as well. Yeah. And when you don't you when do you don't help. have full control of your destiny, I do think it's I do think it's difficult. I'm not gonna say the Niners are fully out. Yo, yo, we're not saying that. Yeah, we definitely yeah, not yeah, they that. have an opportunity. They have a shot. They have opportunity. They have an opportunity, um, but it is gonna be tough for them. And then last yeah. question, um, when did you become a Patriots fan and a Texans fan, and why, Coach? I'm gonna let you uh, take it off. Uh, I'm not a uh, Patriots fan. I'm a diehard Texan fan. No, I know. Uh, no, this is for both of us. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. Just you're the Texans fan, so okay, you want to okay. know why you're a Texans fan. Uh, because I live in Houston. I live in Houston all my life, and mm -hmm. I used to be a Rams fan because that that was that was when they took away the Oilers. Because they took away the Oilers, and the Oilers uh, uh, moved to Tennessee. The Oilers moved yes, to Tennessee. That, yes, that, yeah, that was the that's the original Houston team that's in Tennessee. That's the original Houston. Uh, Oilers right there in Tennessee. So then again, 2002, when the Texans came back, so I, I switched over to a Texan fan because I was an Oilers fan. I was a big Warren Moon fan. I used to watch uh, highlights of Earl Campbell. Man, that guy was a big, that guy was a big truck coming at you. Uh, he had some big old thighs and everything. He was hard to get down, man. Um, I mean, like I said, again, I, I was there uh, watching when Texans didn't have no offensive line at all against Derek Carr. And Derek Carr was a pretty – David Carr was a good, good quarterback. He just didn't have no damn offensive line. We just didn't have – we had a – he set an all-time rookie record of 82 sacks in one mm -hmm. season. He was sacked 10 times against the Chargers uh, in game number two after we beat the Dallas Cowboys in our first victory ever. And, again, I've been through the Texans with the rough times, throughout the bad, throughout the uh, good times. And, like I say, again – you gotta go through the uh, rough times to uh, the, uh, get through the good, to get through the great times, and it depends on how management do and how this organization do. And the Texans were able to recover for the last five years before this year. They were same thing with the Rockets. Rockets used to go through the same tough times, same through tough times. They went, they got James Harden. They never had a losing season. They always went to the playoffs. Now we lose James Harden. We're down right now, but I mean, we got our the future is bright. In Houston, the best team in Houston is the Astros. The future is bright for, for uh Houston right now. Uh, Shane Goon is coming along, he's a great, he's an awesome center. He's an awesome center, and Jalen Green is going to be a monster, he's going to be a beast. His athleticism and Kevin Porter Jr., he's going to be so. We got a bright future, man. We got some nice little uh young pieces, so 
Again, I live mm-hmm. in Houston, and I've been watching Houston all, all my life. Kim Olajuwon, when he was dominant, when he used to kill Shaq and David Robinson, when he when he used to kill all of them guys, and when he led uh won two straight championships, uh without one yeah without no superstars. He didn't do that with no superstars. And with the time we got caught got Kyle Dressler, he was out of his prime at that time, so he wasn't even a superstar at that. He wasn't even a stud player at that time. So again, right. Kim Olajuwon was the only player to win a two championships without one superstar. Yes, you, you're not talking about Kobe. You're not talking about uh. Jack, you're not talking about talking magic, you're not magic. talking about none of them guys. You have nope. nothing but role players on that team, and he carried yep. that Houston Rockets team and won two cha- straight championships. They came baby the argument that his second best player was a was a role player in Kane the Jet Smith. Yes, the yes. one that's on NBA on, on, yes. uh, NBA on, on TNT. You can yes. make argument that, that was his second best player because he had some big games, he had some big games yeah. in that finals against Orlando. He hit the big he hit, he hit a big shot to put us in. In, in overtime, Kim Olajuwon, like I say, he was Houston. I mean, he was that great. He was that that dominant. He was that dominant yeah. of, of a player. And people don't talk about him that much. They talk about Shaq all the time, but he dominated Shaq every time he played him. Right, and one of, I mean, yes, yes, yes. He had so many moves. This guy didn't have. No. This guy didn't stick to one not one move. He has every game. He come with a different move. He come with a different move. Different. Different move. Really you just didn't know what was coming. You just didn't. Just didn't know. It's like a bo- a punch in boxing. You don't know. You you don't you don't even see the punch. You don't even see the punch. You don't know nah. what moves. You don't know what moves Kim Olajuwon is gonna bring out. So again, that's why I became a Houston fan. You know. You know, cause I born all my life in Houston. I just love Houston. Yeah. Um. For me, the first game I ever watched ever in my life was uh the New Orleans Saints versus the Indianapolis Colts in the Super Bowl. First game I ever saw. Right now, mm-hmm. I, I heard about football and I played it, but it's just sitting down and watching it. First game, ever. I was like, you know what? This is this is fun. I was like, this is actually I like this. I like you know I I like you know, I just like watching football, right? Yep. And again, that was the Super Bowl. So afterwards, as things started going on, I used to hang out with with one of my uh, God brothers. Uh, his, we used to call him Pierce, mm-hmm. and he had a Patriots snapback. <laughs> You remember Snickers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. (laughs) He had that shit. I was like, yo, that that, that looks clean. I like it. I really do. 2009 is when they won the the Super Bowl. The next year, I went to to his house because, you know, I I was like, hey, you know, I want to get into football. He goes, don't watch anything. I'm going to put you on. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, cool, whatever. I ended up going over his house week one. Week one of the 2010 season? Yeah, because it was literally right after. Week one of the 2010 season. First game I watched that man, Tom Brady, against the Cincinnati Bengals. And when I saw it, mind you, at the time, I didn't understand the defense. I just, I, you know, as in, okay, I only focused on offense. And just watching Tom Brady. This unathletic guy, this dude who, you know, doesn't care about running, none of that, just pick apart the defense. Yeah. I was like, this is my team. Now, yeah. mind you, at the time, I didn't know that the Patriots was a dynasty. I stumbled into that. I didn't know they were a dynasty. I just saw Tom Brady play, and I was like, I like it. Like, I, I just like how he plays. Like, there's no athleticism or nothing. It's like, 
this dude, it's almost as if he could he knows the plays. Yep. You know? And that's what I liked about it. And as time went on, I just started watching more and more and more and more and more. And all of a sudden it got to the point where I was like, not only is this my team, because like after we after that week one, I claimed him. I said, fuck, I was like, what team is this? He was like, the Patriots. I'm a Patriots fan. I don't give a shit. I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't care. He was yeah. like, oh, he's like, but you know nothing about them. I was like, I'm like, yo, how many games are in the season? He goes, at the time of 16, he goes, 16. I was like, we can go one in 15. This is my team. Yep. I was like, I just, I just love, I loved it all. I loved the, the, the logo, the jerseys. I loved it all. I loved it all. I then stumbled into a dynasty where, like, mm-hmm. turns out that year, I think they went 14 and two that year. Yeah. And when I, when I saw that, I was like, this is definitely my team. Like, this is yep. definitely my team. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I think, like, at one, I think it went, what was it? Five and oh, I think something like that. Five yep. or five more, something like that. I mean, I'm in with yeah, Tom Brady. I'm in with Tom Brady when he beat the Rams. When he beat the Rams, and the Rams was the greatest show on turf. They yeah. was uh, they was going to be. He stopped a potential a dynasty. Uh, don't you know yeah. how hard it, it was to stop Marshall Falk, Tory mm-hmm. Hope, Isaac Bruce, and those guys? And the Rams yeah. and, and the Patriots did that. Yeah, and every big play you needed to make. Strong. Yeah, every big play you needed to make. Uh, Tom Brady made it. No matter how if Vanitary kicked the field goal, uh, you don't get down there without Tom Brady uh co- yeah. contribution. You don't get yeah. down there. And, and, and that's there. one thing. And that's one thing I like. Like watching, I was like, yeah, I like it. And like I said, but then I realized it was a dynasty. So I was like, hundred percent, this is my team. Yeah. I was like, ain't no way I'm gonna look at a dynasty, one that I liked before there and before I even realized it was. Then yep. all of a sudden they're successful. I was like, I'll be an idiot to turn away. You know. But yeah, ever since then I've been a I've been a, a New England Patriots fan. Um and you know, Tom Brady left. It hurt. But I understood why he left because kind of same thing with LeBron. Look, they're not giving you anything. They're not giving you anything. So like what do you expect mm-hmm. him to do? You know what I mean? Like if you're not giving the guy the help he wants, he's gonna dip. So but yeah, that's our stories on why we like the team we like. Well, let's keep it with the NFL. This morning, you and I, we were on the morning show. Yeah. And this question was posed. And I want to get into it a little more. The Saints have been horrible to Trevor Simeon. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> horrible. And now the question has been posed. Should they, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was I think it was Grinian who asked this question too. Mm-hmm. Is it time to go to to, to a uh, to taste him out? By the way. Greenest story in terms of um, I became a 49ers fan in 2019, and it was in November. And at that time, it was the very first time I was watching football. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the 49ers that year. I was like, these people are cold as fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, look, 29. I ain't gonna hold you. 2019 was a great year for y'all. But coach, yep. is it time to do the starting co job to take some help for at least a week or two? I mean, you 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 could. That's what you you paid him. You paid him. Uh, you paid him. Gave him money. Probably to be a quarterback or to be another position, uh, receiver or whatever. Because this man is an athlete. That shows how good an uh, athlete this man is. When you can play anything on the offensive side of the ball, where you can play a tight end, fullback, that that proves how athletic he is and he, how big he is. But uh, other than that, I mean, I think you, you should give it a shot. Because last year, you only lost one game with Taysom Hill. You lost literally just one game with Tayson with Teddy Bridge was out water out. You lost one game with this guy. So 
again, what does it hurt? What does it hurt anyway? The guy can do more things uh, than Trevor Simeon. He might can't throw as better as he could, but him being an extra body on the, in that quarterback position, him being able to make plays with his legs and stuff like that, and him being an athlete and hard to bring down, uh, that, that opens up the playbook more for more things you can do, for more things. And, you know, uh, wildcat formations, motion formations and stuff like that, um, get them out in space, handoffs and stuff like that, zone read, that, that's his type of style of ball. So you paid the man money, so you might well just uh, give it give it a shot. I mean, they're falling flat on their face since uh, Trevor Simeon has been playing, has been uh, uh, playing with for this team. And Jameis Winston's uh, career was reviving with uh, Sean, and Pey Sean Payton. You're going to lose Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas doesn't want to be that no more. He doesn't want to be that no more. So you're going to lose him. Uh, he's going to be somewhere else probably next year. So yep. if you want to keep your playoff hopes alive, why not just put give give uh, Taysom Hill a chance, a chance uh, to go out there and see what he can do, see can he get y'all right back in the playoffs. I mean, Trevor Simeon is not going to get it done. Uh, he's a bad quarterback. Uh, he's a bad quarterback. He's not it. Uh, and it's a reason why he doesn't really he didn't really have a job and till then to the end because again he just doesn't get it he's just not gonna get it done he didn't get it done in Denver he didn't get it done in Minnesota so again why what 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 what's gonna hurt what's gonna hurt more if you put Tyson Hill in there the best thing you can do uh he can do more things he may can keep you alive he may can get you that win against the Dallas Cowboys if you decide to put him out there so right. again hey Dallas Cowboys are struggling why not that would be a good time Get them some right. practice reps in. Get them some of them practice reps in, and maybe you can see something different. But right now, Trevor Simeon is not getting the job done, and I think you should consider move, uh, putting Taysom Hill in uh, starting. Yeah. Um. Just to finish up, Gritty and Yuki's um uh, like story on why they are a Niners fan. Um. I love their offense and defense at the time, even though we're looking a little questionable right now. Still love, mm -hmm. but still, um, I love the city, love the logos, the colors, and the jersey. I love the team. And I'm going to be loyal to my team until the day I rest in peace. A lot of people usually be bailing. Yep. That's why I give Jets fans a lot of credit. They've been horrible, <laughs> yeah. but they still ride with their team. Yep. So I, I I, think that's great. And here's a question. Michael Thomas to the Ravens. Mm. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Yep. I think this is one of the most – this is the best place for him to go. Because yep. his one of his best routes is the slant. Lamar Jackson – with that slant route, just really throwing quick, and that's not really reading anything. That's just kind of like a an instinct throw. I think they could thrive there. I yeah. would like that. Um, but yeah, I would love that. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I would love that. And what we were talking about this morning, it's not like Lamar Jackson is not a bad quarterback. He's just a better athlete. He's just a better athlete than all. He's just the type of a person that you you can. Put him at a running back situation, and he can be good. He can, he can be good at that situation. He's just that athletic. It's not a knock on him. Like I said, again, I think Josh Allen is better. I think Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback, is a better quarterback when he's playing. I think Deshaun Watson is top four in the, in the National Football League when he's out there on the field. I mean, look how many games, this big games this guy won. And many people don't get to the uh, AFC Championship uh, in their second year, uh, second year. Josh Allen did it. Deshaun Watson uh, did it. He beat Josh Allen in, a, in an epic playoff game. And the next wow. year, Josh Allen was in the uh, AFC Championship game. So, again, 
Um, Deshaun Watson didn't actually have a running game. He didn't actually have a running running game. He actually was the carrier of the Texans team, and yep. Josh Allen was pretty much the Bills. When you throw so much, when you're always used to throw so much, the defense supposed to get easy for the defense to uh stop you. When you don't have, when you're not showing any type of consistency with the running game at all, and you're trying to put it all on Josh Allen, he's gonna make some mistakes. He's gonna make some poor throws. He's gonna play bad because that's the defensive plan. Game plan is gaining for Josh Allen. They know they're gonna uh, up and throw, so that's why it's important, like you said, to get Matt Breida and uh, all these guys some touches to what put some of that wear and tear and that stress off Josh Allen's arm. So again. Yeah. Like we were saying this morning, you put him in that Chargers offense where you know you have better receivers and we have better receivers and a tight end and two good running backs. You put him in that situation, that team can be a dynasty. That team can dominate in the AFC. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, real quick, Gradient, before I put up your comment, because um, it's, it's actually a good question that a lot of people really haven't been answered mm -hmm. yet. Um, but I will say this. I think it is time to give Taysom Hill an opportunity. Um, I mean, again yeah. – what are you gonna do? Be worse? I mean, you know, you gotta try something. <laughs> again. I mean, listen, you gotta try, you gotta give a Yeah, because yeah. look, here's the thing: people forget when Jameis Winston was there, this team was five and two. <laughs> yep. And when he went down, he had 14 touchdowns. Do you know how many interceptions he threw? About two, I believe. Three. Three. Okay, yeah, I believe it was right up and down, right up and down, yeah. Only three picks. He was on pace to throw. I think. I think last time I saw it, he was at on pace to throw. I think it was like ten or between ten and twelve. Yeah. Which would have been no, no. It was it was ten. He was projected um to throw about ten picks. If if it was that if if he had reached that projection, that would have been the fewest uh, interceptions he would have thrown since twenty seventeen. In twenty seventeen, he threw eleven. And then after after that, in terms of his career, the next lowest after 11 is 14. Then the next lowest after yep. that is 15. Then after that, 18. And then we all know that one year, he threw 30 and 30. So when I'm looking at it, it's like they were clicking. They were doing their thing. So I don't – I mean, this is a solid team. I think – I, honestly, I'll be honest with you. I understood why they didn't want to start J Taysom Hill. Because, you know, he brings a lot extra mm -hmm. to the game. You don't want to ruin it. I get it. But there's no way I'm in any way, shape, or form I'm throwing Trevor Simeon out there. There's just no yeah. way I'm throwing no, Trevor I can't. Simeon. I can't do it. I, I'd rather you got a lot of spark. Yes. I'd rather Sean Payton suit up. Yep. Throw him up there, bro. Yep. Like, like you got to, like, like I say again. You gotta light a spark. You gotta light a spark. Yes. You gotta you gotta uh make a change. You gotta put a uh light a spark again. Say, I mean, he's not getting it done out there. He's not getting it done out the field. What's the worst that can hurt you? I mean, what's right. the worst that can what's the worst that can hurt you? The defense are is good. The defense is very good, but the problem is you can't score, you can't put points on the board. So, and it's not getting it done with Trevor Simeon. So, like you said, what's the worst that can hurt you? Right. By putting Taysom Hill out there, you paid him, might as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they they paid him all right, so you might as well see what you can get for him. Yep. Um, but Gridian said, do you think the Saints will let Cam Jordan, uh, Marshawn Lattimore, and Demario Davis go if the Saints end up in rebuilding mode? I think so. And I'll be honest, I yeah. think you can get, you can still get some picks for these guys. Mm -hmm. I genuinely do. Yep. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I think you'll still be able to get yeah. a pretty decent hole for each of these guys because, again, Marshawn, I yeah. understand he just got cooked by Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. So this is a horrible <laughs> time to see it. This is a horrible oh, time my goodness. But yeah. he's still a hell of a corner. I, he still is a yeah, he's still a hell of a corner, though. Yeah, he's, I think he's still a great, a great corner. I think Cam Jordan and Demario Davis, I think they still have stuff. They, they have some left in the tank. So, But I think it's going to be a situation where they go to a playoff team. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. kind of what J.J. I mean, Watt did. Say, you know, when, when the Texas Trader with the yeah. Cardinals. If you're going to rebuild, if you're going to rebuild, you might want to try the whole team now, try the whole organization now. That's part of being rebuilding. That's a part of rebuilding. Uh, getting rid of them, like Pry said. You might want to just switch switch the whole organization with new faces. You, you if you want to get rid of Sean Payton, do do that. Start fresh. That's what part of rebuilding. That's what part of rebuilding is and and uh rebuilding. Start fresh. Fire everybody. All right, just fire everybody and just get you a new head coach, GM, and start and start from the ground up. That's what part of rebuilding is. Greeny Yuki with another question. Do you think Jeff Um Okoda, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., Matthew Stafford were missed in Detroit? I'm gonna tell you this right now. When when it comes to this one, I just think I just think they just weren't they it just wasn't destiny. Yeah. That's yeah. just kind of how I look at it. I just think they 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 it would on paper it was gonna work out, but mm-hmm. outside of them, there were way too many holes. It wasn't a situation yeah. where they were a solid team all around and you know people could just be like, Oh yeah, you know, they're okay. No. They had so many holes to the point where it kind of was just like, nah, bro, like it won't matter, you know. Um, Jeff, he he, he was he was a great great corner. I liked him, I really yeah. did. But the problem was outside of him, like yeah, they really kind of you know, they were kind of they were kind of screwed, you know. And Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay offensively, I did like that one too, I did. Yep. Problem was Kenny Galladay sometimes wouldn't be available. And if yep. I'm gonna say I think Marvin Jones also had that 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 issue as well. Yeah. Where yep. you know, in terms of his, you know, his stuff, he kind of was just, you know, and I look, mm-hmm. I like them on paper, it should have worked. It should have worked on paper. That was a solid team on paper. It was, but the problem was they still yep. had a dog shit line. The line still yep. wasn't outside of Jeff Ukoda, they didn't have anybody so it kind of was basically yep. kind of what they're doing with the rams now Jalen Ramsey is number one don't throw at him it is what it is let's go let's, yep. let's expose it is what it is we're we gonna go to somewhere else yep and that's what that's what outside of him yep. so it, i mean it, the it, detroit lions they have the detroit lions they have a whole bunch of holes to fill. They have everything. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of holes to fill. It's not just the receivers. You may need to get you, and nothing is ruled out when you get into this drop with the Detroit Lions. You may need another receiver. You may need another cornerback. You may need some offensive line help. You may need everything. Everything on each, every side of the ball, you may need to address in the offseason in the draft. That's how bad the uh Lions organization is right now. Maybe. Do you uh do you get rid of get Dan Campbell? And I like Dan Campbell. I think with a win with a, a nice decent organization, Dan Campbell can be an excellent head coach. I think yes. he'd be a good head coach. You put him in the yes. right situation. I just don't think this Lions situation is 
is the best for uh Dan Campbell. I, I I don't know if he's being set up to fail. I I don't know, but this is not a good team. This is a very bad team, and I just feel like that Bears that that losing that Bears was the only shot they have a chance of winning the football game this year. That the way they lost that game, that's the way uh they that's the only I only feel that's the only time they had a good chance of winning a football game was was against the uh yeah. I'm still cheering for them. Regardless, yep. cheering for them. Hopefully, I'll be there. And once they win the game, I'm just going to say, okay, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. But we're going to keep it with football. Ooh, do you think the Ford family should sell the team? Ooh. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. And maybe this is going to sound crazy. If they sell it, if they sell it before, right before they do, the one last sign of good faith, fire everyone. Yep. Come off season, fire everyone. Yep. And as soon as you fire everyone, or 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 sell the team, and right before you sign the contract, like one Mm -hmm. one is gonna buy it. Hey, listen, we're gonna clean house. We want to do one last yep. sign of good faith. Go find a head coach, a GM. Go find a go oh, find GM. Everybody, yeah. You're going to fire, find everything new, and then the last yep. last sign of good faith, fire everyone. I do believe the yep. Ford family should sell this team because the yep. problem is they don't know football. And the reason I'm saying that's a problem is there's a lot of owners who don't know football, but the difference yep. between the Ford family and them. They go and find people who know football. They mm-hmm. find people, they listen to them, and while they're listening, they try to learn. The Ford family does not show any any way, any effort, any, yeah. uh, any, any urge to learn. They don't show that at all. And look, if, if you've been around, if you've been around an organization for a while, and you and I ask you quick, who's your starting center? And you give me the uh, you're, you're screwed. Nah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know for yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I ain't saying you gotta make every decision, but if you're not yep. learning, it's like eventually you're gonna have to move on. And coach, I think at this point, one hundred percent, the Ford family should definitely sell this team. Yeah, I mean, just like I say, give a fresh start. Just blow it all up. Yep. If he if he sells the team, just blow it all up. Get you a whole new environment, whole new coaching style. GM, I mean, like I say, uh, Lewis Riddick is one of the candidates out there that everybody yeah. will aim for. And I think Lewis Riddick, he, I think he knows a lot. He knows football. He knows football. To me, Lewis Riddick GM, is man. perfect GM for anybody. So he's out there. He's out there. Um, uh, it, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of GMs out there that you, uh, you can go get. Uh, I think Charlie Casterly is out there. I don't like him as a GM because he was a Texans uh, GM, and I, I didn't too much. Uh, feel him, but he, he, I mean, but I say it's how guys want to, uh, however they want to value. But again, Lewis Riddick will be a perfect GM, be a perfect GM. He'll, yeah, Lewis Riddick, will definitely. And if GM. I'm not mistaken, coach, he's been involved in that org in terms of rumors, he's been involved yeah. in that this for a while. And, and originally, yep. it was for him to be the head coach a couple years ago, yep. And then after when those died down. That's what people are saying for him. So it, it's like at some point, if people keep saying this is what you should do, 
it's everyone, football professionals, um, like podcasters, analysts. Yep. If everyone is saying it, there's got to be something there. Yep. And it's not like he's an idiot. Like Ludwig, he knows football. He knows football. Yeah. He knows. He, football. Uh, he, he's, uh, he analyzes football. He looks yes. at film on players. He's a he's a good scout. He's a good scout. I believe. I'll say immediately, immediately this offseason, teams are going to be looking for a GM, and he's going to get a call. Lewis Riddick is going to get a call. He's going to he get, get a call. Yes, one hundred ten percent. He better get a call. Let's keep it with football because the college football. This is a wild week. Right now. Yeah. My and I'm, I don't even have a team, but my Cincinnati Bearcats. My. Yep. Cincinnati Bears. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know where all this disrespect for Cincy's coming from, but yep. um, they're playing the East. Uh, they're playing East Carolina. Um, right now, there's about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're yep. up 28 to 13. Um, another game that's going on: Colorado and Utah. Utah yep. is winning uh, 28 to 13. But there's one game in specific I want to talk to you about. You already know. Okay. This, yep. is a, this is a game that a lot of stuff, the Chick-fil-A Bearcats, I'm calling them that. Yep. From this point on, it's no longer Cincinnati. It's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A Bearcats. I so love I, it. When you did the show earlier, I zoomed in. Yep. And I was like, yo, that is the Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, shout out to Gritty and Yuki for finding that. For actually saying <laughs> that. Like, I zoomed in. I was, bro, I was like, this is NCIS. I'm like zooming in, enhanced image. And I saw it, and I'm uh-huh. like, oh, my God. Like, like that, that had me weak. <laughs> number two, Ohio State is going mm. to go to Michigan to play the Michigan Wolverines. I said this this morning, and I, I'm, I'm sticking by what I said. I genuinely believe. The loser of this game in terms of the college playoffs, they're, they're out. Yeah, I they're out. No, regardless. I, I I think I think they're gonna have to go out. They're gonna have to be out because if we got Michigan yep. State out because of that loss to Ohio, yep. consistency is gonna need to be kept. So Ohio yep. versus Michigan. Um, you did say something earlier um, about John Harbaugh, you know, Loki being on the yep. hot seat. Um. Explain. I want you to give me your opinion on the ram, all the ramifications that can come for this game if either team loses. Well, first of all, um, if the, the loser of this game is definitely out, they're definitely out. The loser of this game definitely out. The winner of this game has one more mission, and that's the uh, that's the Big Ten championship game. You win that game, I think the, the winner of this uh the Pac-12 championship, Pac-10 championship, Big Ten, oh uh, goes to the um goes to the playoff. So regardless, if Michigan win, they can win the Big Ten title. They go to the uh playoff. Same thing with uh Ohio State. They win, they get to the uh Big Ten championship. They go to the playoff. But John Harbaugh was bought in for one thing. And that's to beat Ohio State. He had one good season where it was a close game. And you can argue it was a, a bad call game in Columbus mm-hmm. that year. But outside of that, Michigan has not been competitive against Ohio State 
Yep. Because that's due onto the offensive side of the ball. Ohio State is so much better on the offensive side of the ball. Now, Michigan defense is competitive. They always get good cornerbacks. They always gonna get a good, they always are gonna get a good running back, a running game. They're gonna have subpar receivers. But the one thing Michigan can, can never get right is the quarterback position. They could never get the quarterback position right. And that's mm -hmm. one thing about Harbo right there. They're going to always have skilled players on each and every side of the ball, but you can't get the quarterback position right. So right now, you should consider firing Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. Consider, not saying we not saying he, he, we, we, he will be on the hot seat, but he mm -hmm. should low-key be considered getting fired just because the one thing that is holding you back is beating Ohio State, and you have not been able to get the job done. That is one thing yep. that you was brought here to do was beat Ohio State. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's a big thing because we yep. said it earlier this morning. Um, his, when he signed his contract, the first thing was beat Ohio state. Then the second yep. thing was you make the college football playoffs. Yeah. Make the, right. which is he haven't done now, not done yet. Yep. Right. So it's like, and again, I said this earlier, Michigan has this weird thing. Them and Ohio State, they're destined to dance forever and ever and ever. And they just, every single time it comes to, you know, deciding the fate of the playoff, they, some, they for some reason, always meet. They're kind of destined to do this. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, I'm – Coach, if, if you know word around the uh, the trees is I don't know college football. That's that that's the word going around. So I just want to make sure for the college football playoffs there are four teams, correct? Correct. Or I just want to make sure. And then if I'm not mistaken, yep. I think they play in the Cotton Bowl, which was the other. They one. play in the Cotton Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl. No, no, no. There's yeah, for the it, um for the actual college. New Year's Six. Oh no, no. Oh, oh I, I, you talking about what a location? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Because the thing is, for this year, usually two of the uh, two of the of the bowl games are for the college football playoffs. I'm talking about. Texas. You must be talking about the yeah, uh, really? Orange Bowl, the FedEx, the Orange Bowl. Yes, I know the orange yes, ball the orange always, bowl. yeah, one of them. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Um, though yeah. that's like semifinals. They play, and then it's the big game, like the national championship game, right? So, right now, which, which is the national the, championship uh, game? It's the Rose Bowl. It's the Rose Bowl. The so. national yes, championship game is basically always the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, right now, um. Here's the million dollar question, right? And by the way, let's actually piggyback on your thing because you said John Harbaugh. Um, it's John, right, or Jim? Which which one is in college? Is that Jim? I think it's Jim. It may be Jim. I think it may be Jim. Maybe okay. I think it but, may. Um, yeah, it's Jim. It's Jim. But here's the question: If he gets fired, do you think he he should return to the NFL? Uh yes, I think he's gonna get calls. I think he's gonna get get calls from the NFL, and he should better consider because it proves out that he's a better NFL head coach. 
than basically a college coach. Not saying, not 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 even saying he's not a great college coach. He just can't beat Ohio State. He just can't get the no, job and, done and, and, and win, the win them big is, games. Yeah, and here's the problem. Yeah. If he goes anywhere else, he's never going to get the respect he feels like he deserves. Because if he goes to, let's say he goes to, I don't know, let's say he goes to Georgia, right? Let's say for some reason Nick Saban goes mental, quits, and he goes to Alabama, right? Alabama doesn't have to go through Ohio State. If we're gonna be honest, like they, I mean, if they could beat them, cool. But Cincinnati doesn't have to go through Ohio State. Me, Georgia, Bama, they don't have to go through it like that. Yeah. So if you do that, it's almost as if, oh, you're scared of Ohio State. Like mm-hmm. that for a guy as prideful as him, no pun intended, that would bother him. That would keep yep. him up because it's like. I would rather just leave completely, go to the NFL where I have had success. I brought a team mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. I've had some success, so I feel like it'll it really would work out um, for him. I will say this: Ohio, I I got Ohio State. I do. I got Ohio State. Yeah. I think it's it's gonna be. A I got game. Ohio State. Yes. I think I, I, I think it's gonna be, gonna be a uh, close game. I think it's gonna be a close yes. game, actually. Uh, but it won't be surprised if it be be uh same way be be's a blowout. But I expect it to be competitive, uh, this year. I expect it at least be competitive. Uh, but that's the one thing in Jim Har in Jim Harbaugh's way that they brought him in for is to beat Ohio State and make it to the college football playoff, which is he felt and failed to do miserable. This is his to me. This is probably his best shot right here to make. Uh, the college football playoff in the beat yes. Ohio State. If he doesn't and, and, get it ju- done, he should be considered on the hot seat. He should. He got to. He just got to be considered. And I'm. I'm gonna be honest with you. He he has self awareness. So I genuinely believe if he can't beat beat him, I can I can imagine it and seeing him saying, "I can't do this no more. It's not working out. I quit." I can imagine him stepping down because it's again. This is your shot. This is your opportunity. Kind of like the Clippers a couple years ago, right? To win the title. It was their year. This was the best chance they were going to get. This, yep. is, this is Jim Harbaugh's legitimate, no pun intended, his last dance. Because after this, yep. there's it's not even going to be a competition anymore. Uh, Green Eagles, they yep. say, I'm going to say it, screw it, and have Michigan Wolverines winning. Again, I don't think that's crazy. Uh, I think it's going to be I don't close. think it's crazy either. And you know what I think it's going to come down to? Who's going to play the more disciplined football? Yeah. I genuinely believe that right there is what's going to swing the pendulum. Either it goes yep. to Ohio State or Michigan. See, this, this question right here, fire Jim Harbaugh, should be in consideration. But I, this is a question I want to ask you uh, myself, and it, it's got dealing with the NFL. Same thing about Urban Meyer. About mm. do you think, do you see him going back to college? After this season, if if it doesn't work out, opposing if they don't win another game, or they probably win one more, which I think that will be four wins, just four wins. Do you consider him really going going back to college? Yes. After I, this year, after whatever, yeah. Yes, I, and and the reason I say yes, right? If we really look at it, um, Urban Meyer had great success in college, like. He was successful. 
And when he came to the NFL, we got to remember, he went from Ohio. If I'm going to say it was Ohio State, right? I believe Urban Meyer left Ohio State. to Yeah, yeah he left so Ohio he left State. Ohio. Yeah. So he left Ohio State to go to the NFL, right? Now, here's the part people forget to understand. Ohio State was not only one of the best programs, but they're one of the best run-ran programs. He went from a, a program with organization, with structure, with credibility, to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was literally burning everything down. So him going to that, I understood why, because again, you know, they're going to go there. It is what it is. But my only problem, my only problem was when he got there, he had no structure, nobody hold to hold him accountable. And that's when we kind of saw him. Look, we've been hearing rumors about Urban Meyer being childish, but he was in, in Ohio State. And we've we been hearing those rumors. Heard it. We also heard it against Jacksonville. We also heard it against Jacksonville, too. He's been yelling yes. at the coaches and all of that. Yes. Yeah, we also heard that uh, at Jacksonville. Same thing. Right. So it's like when if he got all this, he's like, it almost seems like he's a coach who, who can talk to the players but needs somebody watching over him as well. You know how yep. that in Jacksonville? Yep. And if he goes back to yep. college, I can imagine Ohio State taking him back. If, they, if let's say they lose to Michigan, yep. I can see them taking him back. I can I can see him going wow. to other places. The only place I don't see him going to, but I can see him. Uh, didn't Florida fire their head coach before the Gators? Yep, I was about to put. I was about to put that out there. I can see him going. Yeah, back to yeah. He, I, I can see him sneaking his way back over there. Yeah, I can see yep. that. Cause yep. it's still in Florida. Yep. I can see him sneak, sneaking his way back over there to try to bring, you know, some dignity yep. to that program. You know what I mean? Like, I could see yep. that coming. There are options, legitimate options for Urban Meyer on the college level that he simply does not have on the NFL level. The Jacksonville Jaguars. And you got to look at everything, too, as well. The NFL is much more tougher. You got It's hard to get guys to come play when you're not winning Gosh. games. When you're not winning games, it's hard to get free agency to buy in to come play for you. Where you can just instead of in college, you can just pick your own people. You can just pick your own people. Uh, you can yes. just recruit the guys that you want out there. It's not like that in the NFL. And I think, uh, yes. like I like like I said, I was just about to tell let you. I was just about to say, hey, and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad option. Him going back to Florida because they just fought their coach. And Florida oh, I, need a lot of help, man. And think about Urban Meyer can recruit. Urban Meyer can recruit, so he he can have guys coming, uh, um, recruits coming to Florida, coming to Florida. He can have kids, students coming to Florida. Cause Florida, listen, Florida is still a big name school now, so it's yeah. not like he's working from the bottom like that. That that's that's a name that people still no. know. Luke Gridian, do you think Dan Quinn can rebuild the uh, Legion of Boom in Dallas? No, I don't think so. Cause I'll be honest, I don't think coaching built that Legion of Boom. I think it was just. No. I think it was it was it was like what three guys four guys, um, yep. Uh, yep. Because it was it was uh, Richard Sherman, it was Bobby Wagner, it was Cam Earl Chandler. Thomas. I guess you could throw in um, what's homeboy's name? I'm I'm forgetting him. It was Earl, Earl Thomas. Earl, Earl Thomas as well. Earl Thomas. Yes, yes. You can throw in yep. Earl Thomas. My thing is Dallas don't have yep. those players, and I don't I don't think it was the yep. coaching that made them the Legion of Boom. I just think they were good yep. players. Who knew their role, did yep. their role perfectly, and then they ended up being phenomenal. You know what I mean? So 
if they yeah. can find the yeah. player's shirt, but in, ter- in terms of Dan Quinn building it, I don't think so. But um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Urban Meyer, I think right now, the if he's gonna go back to college, I'm looking. Obviously, I'm looking at Ohio State. See if they'll take me back. But if they don't, it's not the end all be all, because hundred mm-hmm. percent, I can see Florida hitting him up and saying, "Hey, look, man, how you feel about this? You know what I yep. mean?" Um, yep. one more question from Gritty and Yuki. Um, do you see the Jaguars potentially moving to London? No, but I do see the N- the NFL nope. putting a team in London. Uh, on Wednesday, yep, yep. I, was, I on Wednesday I made this a topic. And the three teams I was hoping was London. And the reason for London was, bro, you already got them selling out to see the Dolphins and the Jaguars. If you got them selling out to yep. see them, you give them their own team. London London has been doing yep. their thing. If you want to relocate the Jags over there, fine. Give them a team. Give them something. Yep. I also said Toronto because if we have an NBA team there, I believe an NFL team there would thrive. A lot of Buffalo's fan yep. base come from Canada. A lot of them come yep. from Canada. Now, I do. I think the CFL and the NFL have a deal where they kind of leave each other alone. So, but another place I said was Hawaii, because Hawaii and Alaska. Ooh, okay. Oh, so Hawaii and Alaska are in this weird spot where they're kind of by themselves. Like they're by themselves. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like Hawaii, you gotta fly out here to see something. Let's give them a state. They've done the they've done the pro the Pro Bowl in Hawaii before, and it was a success. They've done stuff in Hawaii where it was a success. So, me personally, I think we should reward them. I think it's unfair because since Hawaii is like an is a is an island, um, what about NFL team in Mexico? I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind. I that wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Because the thing is, they, they they're adding eight more teams because they want to expand to forty. So if you put if yep. you put a team in Hawaii, put a team in um in Mexico, go put a team in London. So that's three. Yep. Now the other five, split them up between big states if you want. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Idaho doesn't have a football team. Get something to them. You know what I mean? I think we should kind of try to split it up a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah, a, a, another mm-hmm. team in Mexico doesn't phase me at all. Um, but nope. um, co- coach, before I let you go. There's another another game that I, I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit. Oklahoma okay. State versus Oklahoma. Mm. And yeah. for Oklahoma State, they're 10 and 1. And Oklahoma, 10 and 1. This to yep. me is a situation where if Oklahoma wins. Yep. I understand they have that L against, I think it was Baylor, right? Yeah, I think it was Baylor. Baylor, yeah. That was Baylor. Even though they have that loss, let me ask you something. With this win over Oklahoma State, would you then catapult Oklahoma over Baylor if, 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 if they beat Oklahoma State? Because Baylor, I'm I'm letting everybody, at seven is Oklahoma State, at eight is Baylor. Then nine is Ole Miss, and at ten is where Oklahoma is. So yeah. if if Oklahoma wins, do you think they should go up to number seven? No, I don't think. Oh, I think Baylor should stay at number eight because they beat they beat Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma, and they got Texas Tech. It's a good chance they'll, they'll beat Texas Tech. 
Uh, they'll blow out Texas Tech. Texas Tech is not even that good this year, but it's a t- chance they'll beat them badly. So again, if t- if uh Baylor wins and Oklahoma somehow wins, which it, it will be tough against the number seven Oklahoma State, I think Baylor should stay over because they got the tiebreaker. They beat them head to head, and I, I just I just don't I'm just not giving uh Oklahoma that uh Oklahoma over Baylor. So in this, so let's say Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State and Baylor beats Texas mm-hmm. Tech. Right? Would it okay. be fair to put Baylor at seven? So move them up one. Um, move Oklahoma up three spots to eighth. Then Oklahoma State bring them down to ten. Would that be fair? If Oklahoma State win? No, I'm talking about if Oklahoma wins. If okay. Oklahoma wins. Is it fair to put them in at eight, move Baylor mm-hmm. up one spot to seven, and then drop Oklahoma State down to ten? If Baylor wins and Oklahoma wins, I, I think I, I think it would be fair to move Baylor move Baylor up a little little more notch. I think it would be fair to move Baylor to least number seven, where uh right. where Oklahoma State at if they lose if they lose I think it, that would be a fair and move uh Oklahoma State down. Because they lost, they got that second loss now. So, um, yeah, you just move them down. Okay. You just move so them down. Just, you move them down, but you don't move them no further. You don't move them no further than 12, 13, uh, something I like that. You got a feeling at 10, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, if you, what if, I would do, yeah. if, if, if Oklahoma State loses to Oklahoma, I would have them take um, the Sooners' place at 10. I would yep. grab um, Oklahoma, put them in at eight where Baylor is now, and then because yep. that and Baylor move up to seven, Baylor move up. So that way, yep. you know, what I mean? move that up. Way it'll, you know, it'll make uh, you know, it'll make some type of sense. You know, what yep. I mean? um, yep. let me ask you one more question. Um, and do you have any upsets? Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, we had a couple games wrap up. Um, Boise State lost okay. to number twenty-two ranked San Diego State. Uh, 27 to okay. 16. Um, Iowa beat Nebraska 28 to 21. Um, Cincy ended up getting the win over East Carolina nope. 35 to 13. Um, that was the conference Arkansas championship beat, game, right there. Yep. Yes. Um, Arkansas beat Missouri 34 to 17. Um, mm-hmm. Utah beat Colorado 28 to 13. And right now, the final college game of the day. UNC versus North Carolina State. Um, mm-hmm. They're about 10 minutes left in the first quarter, and North Carolina State is up 7-0 with the ball. Um, I'm looking at some of these games, and yep. look, I've there's one game, because I want to ask you about your upsets. One game you told me, I was like, what did he say? But for those of you who don't know, Coach Dante has been on a roll in terms of picking his upsets. (laughs) It is three weeks in a row. So at first I looked at you like, what did you say? But with how you've been, I low-key am going to hear you out. I think think you know what game I'm referring to. But please give us your upset. I I, I can give you that game. I can give you the game. I know. I know you're saying – uh, this could be a kind of mismatch, which is it could be, you know, it could be, it happens like that. But 
the way they play, the way they've been playing football, they have not been really playing good football, but they somehow able to survive these games. They struggled against LSU. They struggled against Arkansas. They did lose to AM. And this is the Iron Bowl ball. Uh, Auburn, they struggled a lot this season. They struggled a lot this season. Uh, they're at home. I think they're going to have extra motivation. And I think they're going to come out. They're not going to lay down to uh, uh, Alabama. They're not going to lay down to Alabama at all. Uh, I got Auburn upsetting number three, Alabama, to kick Alabama up out of the college football playoff. Now, I know everybody's going to look at me. Oh, Coach Dante, you crazy. Anything is possible because, again, conference rivalry. Uh, they know each other. And, again, it could happen. I've seen it happen. Uh, Utah beat the hell out of Oregon, and I picked that game. They beat the hell out of Oregon. Uh, Oklahoma lost to Baylor. I said Oklahoma will lose to Baylor because Oklahoma oh. has not played well against anybody in the Big 12. Spencer Rattler is not – should be nowhere near a first-round pick. He shouldn't be nowhere near a first-round pick. He's projected. That's how bad this draft will be. He's projected. How can a bench player that's been on the bench all year be a first-round pick? That, that that that's something that that doesn't sit right with me. So I got Auburn over um Bama. I got Auburn over Bama. You better be right. <laughs> Look, Gridian, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Hey, when he first said this, I was not on board. However, three weeks in a row calling upsets, you I need to listen to the man. And by the way, Rattler going to Detroit. I genuinely believe so. Oh, boy. I think they're going to reach. And if they don't reach, I could see the Broncos reaching too. 100%. Yep. I can see those two guys reaching because yep. it's looking bad. Do you got any more upsets for me? Yep. I got one. I got another upset. I got number 14, Wisconsin, uh, losing to Minnesota. Seven and four, Minnesota at home. Minnesota is at home. And. That stuff, that's the two upsets of the week I got. And like I say, regardless if I lose them, hey, it is what it is. I mean, college football, college upsets happen every single day, regardless. Have happens every single time. So again, I'm hot. I've been hot for three weeks. I'm trying to keep this on a pace. I might be off on one of these games, but hey, it's just fun picking upsets, picking upset picks. Just I'm gonna tell you this now. Just the fact that you've been on three weeks, I'm telling you, I'm gonna need them lotto numbers, my guy. Because I'm convinced yeah. you're from I'm convinced you're from uh, uh, Coach Dante. Ooh, don't be surprised if the Giants, Raiders, Washington, and Jets reach. I'm gonna tell you this right now. The only teams who should draft a quarterback are teams that already have a quarterback that they're comfortable with for the foreseeable future. And you're willing yep. to wait and give the quarterback time to develop. None of these yep. quarterbacks are ready. None of them. Yep. Not one of them is ready. If you, this yep. is basically just a draft full of Trey Lance. Trey Lance is not ready. I don't care what yep. anybody says. These guys are not ready. If you, the only people who should draft them are the guys or the team who have the time to wait, the time to let them learn behind the guy, whether it be the Rams and learning behind Matthew Stafford, going to the Buccaneers, learning behind Tom Brady, going to, you know, yep. if, if somehow he stays Seattle and learn behind Russell Wilson. That's the only way. Other than that, 
you should not be reaching. Yep. So, Coach Dante, let the good people hear where they can find you, my guy. Uh, y'all can find me uh, at Coach Dante on YouTube. Uh, y'all can find me at Coach Dante31 on Twitter, Coach Dante31 on IG, man, and Coach Dante on the Spotlight Sports Network. And I'll be on ASAP as well. So, uh, we all partnership with each other. We all one big family. And we stream all day, every day, man. Fast Break Network, Fast Break Podcast, and morning shows and all of that. So we have we be busy all through the day. So y'all come check out All Sports, All Plays, and come uh, check out Spotlight Sports Network as well. Yeah, bro, I'm telling y'all, check him out because I'm telling you, it is I, – I love, I love just being around this guy. This guy, Coach Dante, yeah. he's phenomenal. He's funny. I just love being around him. And on top of that, on top of that, this dude, he balls me. So I'm telling you, the last three weeks, his, his, his upsets have been crazy. And the yep. fact that you keep it up for three weeks is wild to me. The fact that you keep it up for three weeks. And on top of that, he'll be right, and he's not even faced. He's just like, yep. Hold on. Hold on. Yep. Mad, mad casual, <laughs> man. Chill. Like, yo, like, like, come on, bro. Like, let me say, like, you, you literally pick the far fetched stuff. And when it happens, you're like, hey, yo, listen, I told you what you want me to say. And yeah. <laughs> Coach Dante might as well, we got a comment. Coach Dante might as well be a college football coach. I'm telling you. Hey, he got hey, it in his head. I'm telling like you, that. man. Hey man, I'm telling you, I just pick. I don't need like really. I I just like when I go down the line, I just pick. I I don't just pick the game. Well, I, I don't just pick a crazy game. I just pick a game that I think. I that I think that just really I think like Oklahoma versus Baylor. I saw that upset coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. And if you actually watch Oklahoma, they don't. They have not played well throughout conference play. No. They almost lost to Tulane. They almost they lost to Tulane. They almost, they struggled. They almost came, Tulane almost came and, back and beat them. And their problem is that what, during those games, they're just not up. They play lethargic. Yep. It's almost like they're bored. And that's a big, big yep. problem. Right. And, yep. and I will say this, Coach, when, when you say about the, uh, the upsets, you're not just saying, oh, here's the upset and that's it. You're explaining yep. why. You're giving, you're, you're giving reasons so it's logical. You know what I mean? It's yep. logical. And, and um, what you call them, in Oregon, to me, yes. Oregon wasn't, wasn't even that good of a football team. It wasn't really that good. They got dominated by Stanford. And they yep. they got Utah. Utah just beat the holy, holy hell out of them. Holy hell out of that team. Yep. Just, I mean, that, that was obvious. That was the obvious uh, pick for me. So, again, to able to go three, week, three weeks in a row, and just uh picking upsets. I mean, it, it's just fun. It's just fun doing it, man. Yeah, bro. It takes. I'm telling you, bro. That's special. Follow your boy on Twitter at Pipeful Takes. Um, I love to argue with chop. By the way, the Florida Gators need to hit this man up. That is like the comment of the night. <laughs> oh hell! <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Pipeful Takes. If there's anything you guys see that you want me to talk about, feel free to tag me. If if it's interesting, I'll, I'll definitely put it on the show. Catch us on Facebook. We go live there, and you'll be able to interact with me and all that stuff. And if you don't have Facebook, that's fine. We're on YouTube at Prideful Takes. 
Visit our website, www.pipeupkick.com. Not only is every episode of the podcast there, but we also have original articles. And also we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the Prideful Takes Podcast. Coach Dante, I appreciate you being here. To Gritty and Yuki and I appreciate you guys. Um, Coach, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. I hope that the next time you have your show, invite me. Cause I'll, I'll be up in here. I, mean, I got you. I got you. I got you, bro. I'm going to hit you up. I'm going to hit you up again tomorrow because I got an, another collab with a Giants fan, Mac the Giant. So I'm definitely going to hit you up Hit you up uh, tomorrow, man, so we can get this. You know, we, we get that collab in and talk yes, about the Eagles yes, and Giants sir. again. Yes, sir. 100%. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you. On behalf of Coach yes, Dunn, it is your boy Pride, and we will be right back here Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Be safe. Knew where that was going. That was a great read. Ooh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. Two to Shohei Otani. Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.